Hello and welcome to the Wingnet Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond. Personally, I have been to 50 countries. I've met so many people in my travels that I want to bring them on this podcast and get their story on record. I have plenty of tips and stories to share with you as well. Are you a backpacker or a traveller or gap year student or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. Throughout the weeks and months, you'll get many guests and solo episodes where I try to cover all range of subjects within travel. This is a casual and informative travel podcast to inspire you to travel in the future. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting this. And I'll see you soon. Cheers, James. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with Tee Public, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the Friday series, episode five. This week, I learnt from Peter Fines, who was the guest on Monday, about Paul Zanius, who was the first travel guide, author, writer from the second century. And he explored his own country in Greece in the Roman times. Imagine what he saw. Can you imagine what it's like? It really does get the imagination going a bit wild. I have no idea about him too fair, so I'm now going to check him out and see what he wrote. As Peter said, a lot of it is good, a lot of it is a bit boring. But it's a great base to understand what they had back in those days in Greece. And it gets you thinking, ah, maybe if I went to Greece and compared, is it going to be the same? So that's a great thing to learn from this week's episode. I think Peter is absolutely right when he's saying that he when he writes these days, I think it's the same for anyone who's in travel. You do have to consider the environment and climate change. With the ever-increasing world problems with it, you can't not think about it. Even when we discuss about travelling next, maybe like long-form travel, I think we want to do as less flights as possible and travel by bus or train and public transport. And the idea of hopping across different islands, different places, different countries and continents by plane regularly doesn't sit well anymore. Flying is going to be there. I think people who travel, who maybe go off on those trips, are not the worst kind. I think it is the regular like, business people who fly like every other day or every week. And obviously, if you look at the flying map, I think like the, the flights in, in North America and Europe are crazy. So many going on. So it was out of control, I think, before pandemic. Post-pandemic, I'm not sure. But it's worth considering when you go travel, how you can be more sustainable and have less impact on the climate. And I've got an episode coming up in the next couple of weeks, actually. I'm recording an episode with the Alpaca podcast. And we're going to talk about sustainable travel and privileges in travel as well. So it's going to be a great episode. I'm going to learn a lot. Talk about learning. In Peter's book, I learned about Greek myths and Greek mythology, which is a very dark area for me in terms of knowledge. I know nothing about it, really. We all know the obvious ones, Zeus and Hercules and Achilles and all that. As you read his book, and I implore you to read it, you do learn more about Greek myths in line with Greek travel. So it's a great episode. Get your knowledge up on both things. Like what Peter did, it's great to go and read about a myth, learn about the place that they mention, go to a place and see if it's what you imagined, if it's the same what it's like now, is it even there anymore? 
that's quite a cool way to go and travel, I think. So, yeah, that's awesome to learn about that in, in Peter's book. And it's kind of inspired me to go to Greece and maybe go and check out some of these places. The most random and a bit surprising stat from the, our episode this week was about Britain having the second least amount of woodland in Europe. And it's crazy to think about that because if you go to like, most of the UK, I kind of feel like there's a lot of woodland there, but maybe with the ever-growing population and I think maybe most places are now getting built upon. Um, I never thought it'd be second at least in Europe. It must be pro rata, right, in terms of the size of the country. But that did shock me a little bit. And where I'm from, in Norwich, in the UK, very, very field farm base, you know, lots of fields, lots of woodland. So maybe it's not used to it. And I will check out Peter's other book called To War With God. I think I'm pretty good at reading things that interest me like this, for example, which would be a true story based on his grandparents or grandparent his um, grandfather who was in the First World War and it's a true story it's on the battlefront of World War One, and he loses faith that really piques my interest I do love that sort of thing as well as reading about travel and stuff like that so I'm going to check that book out and try and buy that somewhere it's quite hard to find actually um, I'll have to probably email Peter about it but in Canada not the best selection for that but I will try and have a find and check out his book I also was keen to hear that he was I didn't know this as well a regular writer for Time Out magazine, which we all know is great for those like classic cyclone planners that are, what should I do? Oh, I don't know what to do. I'll check out here and see what they say about a place or about a city or about a region. So Time Out magazine is well known for travel and I had no idea that he was actually part of that um, key thing for me, maybe do a bit more research, but um, it's good to learn it on the fly and ask some questions about that. And he talks about being a very disciplined when being a writer so he gets given 150 200 words to write and if you're up and coming it's probably good to get in that practice and maybe be a bit more disciplined about how you can fit what you want to say really well and interestingly into a short piece i think there's a skill to that and i think it's one that even bloggers even try to do you know you don't want to blabber on too much and it's half the reason i start this podcast series episodes on a friday right long form on a monday short form on a friday a bit more to the point a bit more of a review of what's going on in that episode and then what's going on in travel world this week so yeah that's great to hear and I've, i did learn a lot from peter from his book from talking to him a real nice guy and the travel must haves feature we didn't get to record that but i actually read out his answers that he emailed so if you want to check that out go to patreon it's got some good answers on them and you can sign up today just go into the link in the bio or in the show notes this week i've learned a lot more about the extreme travel community because i interviewed dave seminara so Dave and I's interview is going to come out probably sometime in, what are we now? Yeah, September, mid-September. And Dave spent six, five, six years with this group of people to write his book, which was about this community and one person in particular called William Bateland. The crux of the book is, without giving too much away, you should buy it. I was hooked on this book. I'm going to read it again. It's that good. Is that William is a bit of a con man, but he's getting these people who are the most travelled people ever to go on these far-flung journeys these places that are so remote on earth that hardly anyone ever goes there an example would be Bouvet Island which is owned by which is actually Norwegian and it takes five days to get there in a boat and five days back so and there's no guarantee when you get there you can get on the island because it has to be the right conditions to get off the boat and back onto the boat and what I learned is that this group of people are more of a sport and a competition as well as the intrigue and obsession with learning something new and travel and the buzz Essentially, they're trying to get to as many places as they can before they die. And this group of people are not 
your general Joes are travelling around. These are people who are probably a bit older. I think Dave said that most of the top 50 in each of these groups, I'll come to the groups in a minute, specifying you know, what website to go on, but each of these groups, probably like the minimum 40, mostly male, white male, and mostly got a bit of money. And their aim is, they've already been to every country in the world, but they want to go to every region in the world. So we talk about this with Dave in this week's episode. And it's so interesting to read it in this book and hear about it as well. That I'm actually quite tempted to get a few of them on. So I'm going to do some research and see if I can get to come on the podcast and try and understand their mentality with travel. Because the places they're going to now are not the places they're going to go to a beach and have a cocktail. These are the places that no one lives on and you can only visit with special travel arrangements. That's kind of the storyline in the book with this William Guy who is getting these people to go on these expeditions. But these people are very knowledgeable, very intelligent. They know their geography knowledge is incredible. Um, they wouldn't be blagging any of this. They've been to every country. They probably know each region now, like towns and cities. They're, they're real granular in terms of their process of travelling. And it's a very different mindset to the other travellers. Like Even like if you're well-travelled, even if you've been to like 50 to 100 countries, which I would say is very well-travelled, you don't really touch the sides with these guys. Like It's a different level. It's like football, like... People in the championship, decent standard, but going to the top premiership clubs, completely different level, right? It's that kind of jump in terms of the sport of travelling and country counting, which is a podcast which you can check out as well. If you're interested in these, these type of people in travel and you want to check out their groups, there's a few groups that they, what they do is they log on to a website, join a community and they log everywhere they go and they're ranked. And there's places like Nomad Mania, MTP, TCC and the Counting Countries podcast. These are four well-known ones there's probably others as well where they have certain rules and certain places that you have to tick off on the list and yeah go and check it out but I will get someone on the, as a guest maybe someone like Don Parrish who arguably is the most well-travelled person ever I'm going to try and get him on the podcast and see if he comes on and talk about how he thinks of travel and how he kind of drums up next for him and how he even finances it and stuff like that hey yeah just a quick one do you fancy some bonus content with this episode then fear not. If you start to my patron today by going on to www.patreon.com forward slash Wigging It Travel Podcast, then you'll find these extra features every week for Monday and Friday's episode. One bonus episode every month, some ad free content, some early access to episodes, the exclusive added Travel Must Have feature on every episode, patron shout out, some ad hoc bonus episodes, you'll get a copy of my digital travel planner which is available on Etsy for free. And you'll get my monthly Winging It Travel podcast magazine. If this takes your fancy, you can sign up for £4, $7.50 Canadian, $6 US a month. And I really thank you for supporting the podcast. So yeah, that was great to discuss that with Dave. Dave's episode was brilliant. I can't wait to release that one. And you should check out his book. It's called Mad Traveller. And I sort of asked him, like, you know, in Nomad Mania, for example, how many countries would you have to travel to to maybe get in the top 50? And I think you have to travel to every country to get in the top three or four hundred. Uh, because there's about three or four hundred people that they know of who travel to every country in the world, like verified. There's probably more who are not shouting about it or put it on social media or something like that, but they, they're the verified ones. So bear in mind, you've got three or four hundred people already have been to every country in the world. So you're not going to make, like, even barely make top 500, right? So if you're interested in that sort of country counting, it's quite interesting to know where the boundaries are and what you have to do to achieve like getting to the top lists but it's a tight-knit community they all know each other 
There's a bit of competition there, I'd imagine, but I think they all get on really well. They all try and help each other out, but they make extreme sacrifices to go to some of these places. So we discussed that a lot on the podcast with um, Dave Seminara. Check it out. I'll keep you guys posted and I learned something new about the extreme travel community. And in terms of how I feel about that, in terms of me as a traveller, I probably have a secret desire to probably go to every country in the world. Whether that's achievable, I'm not sure. But I think it's difficult to judge and difficult to imagine because unless you've got some serious money or cash behind you and you're not reliable or responsible for anything like a mortgage or kids or something like that, then it helps, but like I would still have to work. So it's possible, but I would need money. So I feel like even the last 10 years I've been working and traveling three or four work visas and travel could I've done more a tiny bit more but only a little bit I couldn't have done more because I need you know you have to live my money has to come from working right so I do think it is all dependent on the situation that you're in and there's no coincidence that the guys at the top are older and that's part of the book that I mentioned earlier about William Bacon he's he's early 20s so he's like 2022 23 supposedly a billionaire so they're already thinking wow if he carries on traveling forever he will be the most well-traveled person of all time. So that's a kind of the storyline in that book. But for me, I'd have to work for a bit, travel, work, travel, and it's always going to be that way, unless I win the lottery, which I don't even play. So that's going to be me for the foreseeable future. And then it got me thinking about what is the purpose of travel anyway, and why do I travel so much? And I think Dave's book also goes into the scientific reasons of why do people love travel? Why do they feel like they have to leave all the time? not stay in one place at a time, move, dot about different countries and live, and what I have to escape home, or thrill-seek in a country, dangerous countries. And there's the other spectrum, people who hate travel, who don't, who are not interested in travel. Quite hard to comprehend if you listen to this podcast, because I guess you're interested in travel, but there are people who don't like it. And it was quite upsetting to read that chapter in today's book, actually, about people who hate travel. And it's hard to comprehend, but it's good to get the other side of the coin, right? So for me... I learned a lot because I'm like, oh, why do I travel? And for me, it's curiosity, it's learning different cultures, it's meeting different people, getting perspective on my own life, where I live. And I'm really interested about languages, foods, how they live, and how it's different in different countries. That would always be there. I don't think it would never not be there. And the fact I don't feel like I have a home as much probably helps with that. Um, but interestingly, some of the most well-traveled people ever love home. So I need to work on that. There's also a scientific case for genetics. Some people have the gene just to travel about. I guess that goes back to evolution back in the day, right? When we migrated to different countries, different places on Earth. And yeah, it's all something I'm now considering. I'm working out. I'm looking into trying to understand myself a bit better. But I absolutely love interviewing people like Dave and whoever comes on the podcast next and hearing their story why they travel, where they've been, what they've experienced. I love hearing it. And that's why I do a travel podcast. I will end it on that because I think I've shown my passion there for a little bit for travel and I, I, I do love it. And I'm always working towards the next trip, the next place. But yeah, I'm learning lots about different countries, different people, different types of travel, extreme, low-level travel, holidays, weekend breaks. I love it all. I'm considering what's next for my trip. Um, I think I mentioned last time, Mexico. So I'm trying to work that out. It's probably going to be at Christmas. And we'll see how the flights are because the flights are super expensive at the minute. So it's a bit of a nightmare. So thanks for checking into this week's episode. On Monday, we have 
a fantastic woman coming on called Elizabeth. And she is, lives in Cyprus from Switzerland and she's travelled to 70 to 80 countries. Um, translator speaks, I think, five, six languages, heads a few awesome organisations for women in travel. So I'm really excited to get that podcast out on Monday. And yeah, I'll probably share some clip on the weekend just to entice you in. I just want to finish with um, a bit of a sad note is I want to say rest in peace to Jack from the Bad Cancel podcast like super awful news he was suffering from advanced cancer and then he caught pneumonia and it was like a double fight and um, unfortunately he passed away I think yesterday so I saw it on social media from all the court case podcast guys and yeah I haven't listened to Bad Cancel podcast but obviously the Bad Cancel podcast is probably be suspended for a bit until they figure out what to do next but yeah think about all the family all the friends super sad to hear it looks like this came on all of a sudden so yeah rest in peace Jack and we'll see you soon Cheers.